Welcome back into the Sports Buzz podcast. Uh, it's a presentation of WKYT-TV. You can get these podcasts uh, anywhere you normally get your podcasts. Lots going on in the state. We come to you today at the uh, day of the Kentucky-LSU game. Huge interest, first place in the SEC on the line tonight, and it brings us to a subject which has been discussed and I believe needs to be discussed a lot as uh, we go through the next month or so, and that's sports betting here in Kentucky. Representative Adam Koenig, um, who is uh, taking this bill through the House, is with us. Representative Koenig, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Okay, so so tell me your interest in in this bill. I've been at a couple of different things where you've been at, so... Uh, just casually, I would describe you uh, a- as a gamer slash player, not gamer like like the uh, Xbox or anything like that, right? Right. Well, I guess uh, my interest comes from a couple places. Uh, being a good Catholic from Northern Kentucky, yes. we don't see any problem with uh, uh, having a little fun by uh, placing a bet here and there. Sure. And as chairman of the Licensing Occupations and Administrative Regulations Committee, where uh, anyone who needs a license to do business comes through my committee, that includes anything alcohol or gambling. Right. And so, um, obviously, once the uh, Supreme Court decided that this would be a legal activity for states to engage in, uh, I took immediate notice and decided to uh, start researching and, and doing the work to make sure that we could make this a reality in Kentucky. Regardless of what your opinion is, Kentucky has always been a quirky state. Uh, you and I uh, have lived through do, do we still have dry counties or not? We have some, but we have many fewer dry counties than we did, say, two years ago, actually. Right, right. But it's, but it's one of those things. You have situations like that. You have situations where you can have... Uh, charitable gaming uh, mm-hmm. for for places like the church, for like other fundraisers, you can get a license for things like that. Uh, and of course, obviously, we have the lottery and a lot of ga- yes. gambling that goes on as related to paramutual wagering. Absolutely. So it would seem that the time is is right for this. However, leading up to this session, uh, the opposition has been there, and I think a lot of people are frankly surprised. That even though you're not across the finish line yet, you've gotten to the point where you've gotten to. Right. Well, it's uh, it, it is an interesting state, and obviously, uh, coming from Northern Kentucky, I, I file bills like this that are controversial in Frankfurt, but not controversial where I'm from. And uh, so, yeah, there's there's obviously different places in the state that feels differently. But as you said, you know, we spend over a billion dollars on the lottery every year. We as as citizens. And over $2 billion a year paramutually, I don't know what the charitable gaming number is, but I'd surprise if, be surprised if it's not half a billion dollars. Right. So that's $3.5 billion, and the American Gaming Association estimates that $2 billion is wagered illegally every year in Kentucky. That's on billion with a B. Billion with a B. So you're looking at well over $5 billion. Uh, so people can enjoy themselves, and they get enjoyment out of it. And I think it's reasonable to allow this to be done legally in a regulated fashion where people are protected and most importantly allow adults to be adults and allow them to do something uh i trust kentuckians i think they're pretty smart and if this makes watching the game tonight versus lsu a little more exciting to uh have a few bucks on it then god bless them go forward sure um this state in in I want to ask questions here today. I'm sure that before uh, all of this is over, people will have an idea of where I'm coming from. But my purpose today is questioning. I mean, you got to be in like 
kindergarten or elementary school when you meet your first bookie in northern Kentucky, right? Especially if we're with arm's distance from from Newport. And I, and, and I say this, I mean, we grew up around book. Guy I went to high school with, God mm-hmm. rest his soul, was Pete Rose's bookie. Mm-hmm. I mean, so everybody, everybody's got a barber, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a guy that fixes their car, and everybody's got a bookie. If you don't know a bookie, you know someone who knows a bookie in Kentucky. Uh, and, yeah, to uh, bookies will be nice enough to, you know, give you credit. That's the thing. And if we do this in a regulated legal fashion, uh, that's not going to be an option. You know, it, for the opponents, I know they have other reasons uh, to be against it. But if you're against it, you're the best friend of the bookies and the offshore accounts who are taking our money and leaving no protections for the citizens. I've not seen you being protested over to Capitol by the, uh, by the pro-bookie lobby. No, must no. not be very well organized. I wouldn't think they, they must not be. It's almost like they're underground or something. <laughs> Imagine that. Okay, how much revenue do you estimate? And and the re, not just you, but the research that you've done the, that the, we're missing out on per year. We had John Ferris, economist, I think, from here in Lexington, and uh, he estimated conservatively that we would generate uh, twenty-two and a half million dollars for the state coffers, which we uh, put to addiction prevention services. Which, by the way, lottery. Parimutuel Gaming does not do. Uh, we think that's important. And then the rest of it would go to our underfunded pension system, which, depending on who you listen to, is either 30 to $60 billion in the hole. And that would be state workers, first responders, yes. who, who would, yeah, people I like mean, that. Yeah, it, it would specifically go into KRS, which is, last time I checked, 13% funded and the worst funded pension system right. in America. And and the uh, addiction help that you would get from the proceeds with this, would this just go toward people who have a gambling addiction or the other addictions that we're fighting in this state now as well that are getting so much attention? You know, it's designed, uh, obviously, for the gaming addictions, but, you know— uh, I'm, we can talk about that. That's something that can a detail can be worked out later. Whatever maybe needs to be done the most, but obviously I'm I'm looking forward to go to gaming because those issues do occur and we really don't have any way of of addressing them right now. Sure. Okay. So how far behind the eight ball is Kentucky as it relates to other states? I, I guess was New Jersey the first state that actually approved sports gaming and they've got the book up at what Monmouth Park I think well they have more they have books up I think they have books maybe plural 20 some locations at this point really yes yes uh New Jersey kind of led the way now obviously Nevada's al- always had it right when the federal government passed that law everyone was kind of frozen in time so that's why Nevada had it and there was actually three small states where you could only bet NFL parlays uh, so basically, they didn't have it as as we know it now. But yeah, since since then, New Jersey and 19 other states have legalized it. It is up and running in West Virginia. It is up and running in Indiana, and Tennessee and Illinois are both legal, but not yet up and running. But should be probably um, by the time session ends on April 15th in Frankfurt. And does Ohio have a bill going through as well? I heard or? they have multiple bills. Uh, Everyone's for it. They're just arguing over how it's going to be done. Gotcha. So you'd like to think that eventually they'll figure that out. Have you gotten to that point yet here in the House that everyone's for it? There are just some folks that are giving pause for whatever their individual reason might be. I wish I could say everyone was for it. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're at a point where we've probably taken as long as far as it can go. We might need to look at... Um, 
uh, changing a couple things to make a few more people comfortable in order to get it moving out of the House and send it down to the Senate with as much support as we can muster. And and so as as you move this forward, a lot of people in the state are fearful of, it seems like the catchphrase is expanded gaming. Right. But this wouldn't be expanded, right? Because my understanding is the sign-up portion and the books themselves would actually be at established locations? Yes, they would be at the tracks, um, and uh, which is obviously... I. Keeneland and Red Mile, I think they would probably do what they're doing right, now and right. have it at the Red Mile. Uh, but any of the other tracks and the Kentucky Speedway, which as a uh, major league sporting venue, sure. um, which is kind of becoming a thing now. Wrigley F- Field is getting their own um, sports book. and Venerable Wrigley Field, yes. full of tradition and everything. Exactly. And I think they'll have like a five-block radius around the park where you'll be able to wager online and it'll It'll be their own thing. And I think D.C., the Nationals Park, is doing the same thing. So this is going to be a thing going forward. Really? I yes. was not aware of that. Yes. And so after the initial sign-up, people can still go into Sportsbook and they can spend money and stay at the hotels or whatever. But do you have any sense of – my sense is once people sign up, it'll be like betting at the racetracks where everybody will do it on their phone or their computer from wherever they are. Absolutely. Uh, Indiana's been up and running, I think, for maybe five months, and already 70% of their wagers are mobile. Wow. And I think New Jersey's at 80% mobile. So, yeah, that's that's the way it will probably be. But we give a lower tax rate to on-site wagering to get more people into the tracks, expose even more huh. people to our our signature industry and um you know it's probably more fun to yell at the tv and do it with a bunch of other people rather than in the comfort of your own home by yourself true true so what you're saying is is you have got a vehicle in there to incentivize these establishments to get more people to come there and then they actually make more money for the on-site bet than the mobile is that right well you could look at it that way. Hopefully, they it's an incentive to get people in, and while they're there, they might make some parimutuel wagers on. Gotcha. The I see what you're saying. Sure. going on right there, or if they see that you can do it at tracks all across the country, or or they could buy room nights, or they could spend additional dollars there on Absolutely. food and entertainment, things like that. Absolutely, and I mean, I've seen tweet after tweet of people sending to me, especially Super Bowl weekend, saying they were going to Indiana, they were spending the night. There, they were eating meals there, and so they could sit in the casino and make sports wagers all day. Every state is different. I mean, you talk about Washington and the Nationals, and you talk about the Cubs at Wrigley Field, and and I don't know if you've done any research on this, but in people I've been talking, to, could you imagine the dollars that you could generate between the start of postseason college basketball tournaments oh. and Selection Sunday here? Uh, in the in the tri-state between Lexington, Louisville, Cincinnati, people. I, I mean, goodness. absolutely with with UK, U of L, UC up by me, Xavier, um, West Virginia's in the West Virginia, top fifteen. I think Indiana now. University. Uh, they still have a basketball team, right? Kind of, okay. kind of, sort of. Yeah, um, they. Uh, yeah, it would be huge. I mean, Nevada is Las Vegas is just flooded for those. Especially that first couple of A lot of, of guys weekends. make guide trips that weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we can keep that money here at home. And if you got on the mobile, 
-hmm. I don't know if you know this or not, but it's also the biggest week for vasectomies. I, I did not research that, sorry. See, no, the guys can't do anything but just sit around and have the ice pack on their lap, right? <laughs> so what they do is they time it out for that week, or they time it out for the Masters right after that. Mental note made. Yeah, Thank you. and now they could have a little extra action to take the mind off the temporary pain that they're feeling. And the action you're referring to it is would sports. be yes, yes, that's exactly yes. right. That's okay. exactly well played. Uh, so uh, <laughs> how close do you think you are? Let, let me ask this before I ask that question. What are the biggest objections that have been brought to you about this? Well, the objections from the public opponents like the Family Foundation try to use the crutch of um, needing a constitutional amendment because they say that's all we've heard about for the last 20-some years. Uh, the difference is we've not had the option of sports betting over the last 20 years. Right. So it doesn't need a constitutional amendment because it's a game of skill, not a game of chance. Okay. Uh, from there, obviously, there's some people who have opposed it on religious grounds, uh, were destroying families, et cetera, et cetera. Um, as I mentioned, over, well over $5 billion is bet every year just that we've been able to identify in, in Kentucky. Uh, the problems are here. The issues are here. Let's uh, let's do it in a, in a smart, regulated way. Let's get people treatment if they need it. Uh, and uh, you know, to do otherwise is to basically just you know, kind of sure. bury your head in the sand. And 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 and, and I'm and I'm not trying to justify anything, but am I right about this that there would actually be more responsibility doing it this way? Because as you referenced earlier, I mean, a bookie will just keep sure. letting you bet until a certain point in time. But if you did something like this, you'd actually have to have money in the account, right? You actually have to have money in the account. And the analytics with these online companies, when they, they can, they can tell when you're on tilt and you're just mad because you've lost a bunch of bets and you're just making bets and, and, and you're just trying to get even and they can and will shut you off with that. Um, kind of like their own internal governor or whatever. Right, right. You can set your own limits this way. Uh, the bookie, if you tell him, don't let me bet more than $100 this weekend. He's going to let you bet it. He's going to let you bet it. Um, if you set that limit uh, that way, they will live up to it. Um, they they know a good thing when they see it, and if they're legalized, they're going to make their money, and they're going to respect those things. Okay, so what do you think right now, uh, Chairman, is the possibility? I, I mean, everything I hear the numbers are there in the Senate. Mm -hmm. You've got some people that you're still working on in the House. You've got the support uh, of the governor. What do you feel like the chances are of this getting a vote and getting out of the House before when did the 60 days end? Or, or what is your deadline, I guess? Is well, the last day 60 is April 15th. April 15th. Uh, today is day, I think, 28 of 60. So we're not even halfway sure. through. We, we have time. Uh, you know, next year will be a 30-day session, and we pass plenty of stuff in just 30 days. So right. we're, we're, we're good. I might have been a little eager to get it out of committee and maybe should have built a little more support before I did that, so I'll take the blame. But I like our chances of, of getting out. It, it is a bipartisan bill, and I'm a Republican, and uh, basically bipartisan support, but frankly partisan opposition just from, from my side. So I have to work on that and uh, bring some more people along and and uh, allay some concerns and maybe make a couple changes in order to uh, get to the point where we can get it on the floor and and get a whole lot of votes and send it to the Senate. Sure. Are there enough—you um, uh, you talked about changes and without getting into specifics, but you believe 
as you have continued to interact on a daily basis with your caucus, that some of those changes will move enough of those people to get it across the line? And, and is that acceptable with you to make some minor changes in order to get the whole push through? I believe it, it is necessary to make a few changes to get it across the line. And this is the, uh, this is the way leg legislation is made, compromise and mm -hmm. working with people and um, being somewhat flexible without giving up the, uh, the main goal or, or uh, what you really believe in. And, and I've, I've done it before on uh, more complex, controversial bills right. than this, so I'll, uh, we'll, we'll get it done. And I don't know how you feel as a legislator, but the thing I've tried to do on social media and things like that is to tell people, you know, let your voices be heard. I think, you know, it was – you can't say that – well, maybe you can. The last several sessions were just so god-awful. I mean, you guys were having to go and defend things that – that somebody said who was the leader of the party and people yelling back and forth at each other. And you had teachers over there that were doing stuff that they didn't want to do. And it was, it was, you know, I remember my first legislative session that I was a part of was back in 1980. I mean, it just wasn't like that. And no matter what happens with this thing, it seems like you all have gotten to a point where you can have discussions like this, and while you may disagree, you can disagree without it turning into a blooming riot. Well, we're trying, and it is important that uh, people's voices be heard. And um, you know, anyone who wants to see this pass needs to, you know, um, contact their legislator and let them know that they want want to see it pass because that that matters to see uh, phone calls and, and emails. Sure. So. With, with the bill the way it is, would it be appropriate to ask the chairman, what do you think the odds are of this uh, passing? Uh, better than even money. I like that. Everybody take that bet, right? Uh, sure, they should. Representative, last question. Yes. Because of the opposition in the caucus, I mean, I could have seen somebody who was a Democrat carrying the water on this, mm -hmm. but you knew you would face opposition from mm -hmm. some segments of the caucus. So why was it that that you chose to take up this mantle and push this forward? It, it's a no-brainer in my mind, and it is a no-brainer with my constituents. I bet it's an 85 90% issue in, oh, in my district. I bet it is. Uh, so it, it's quite simple for me, and, um, you know, I'm kind of known for taking on difficult issues and not really caring, and I'm here to do big things whenever I can, and, and this, this would be the biggest change in gaming law in 32 mm -hmm. years since we passed the lottery, and that's that's a big thing. Representative Koenig, we appreciate your time, appreciate your service, and appreciate more than anything the way you're going about it. This is, this is the way things ought to be done, and so we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Dave. Thanks. All right. Once again, our thanks to Representative uh, Adam Koenig, and thanks to you for joining us on this podcast. Uh, folks, uh, I I'd love nothing more than to hear from you about what you thought about this, because this is one of those issues that we need to have conversation on, whether you're for it or against it. it, it it's something that is going to have a big impact, and for far too long. Um, a lot of people just haven't been letting their voices be heard. And so whether it's uh, with me or your local representative or whoever it might be, you can let folks know whether you agree or disagree without being disagreeable. And remember, you can get all of our WKYT podcasts wherever you get your podcast and at WKYT.com on the podcast page. Again, thanks for being with us, and we'll see you next time on another edition of the Sports Buzz Podcast.